Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. All right, you guys, this is it. Our third and final week of March Madness. The results are in. We're doing as above, <laughs> so below. You guys voted on it. Oh my God, spoiler. <laughs> Huge spoiler. <laughs> Huge spoiler. <laughs> don't spoil. Jeez, don't tease spoil. it a little, Henley. Man, oh man. <laughs> um, it's a good one, you guys. This movie is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But before we get into that, we, it's, it's our favorite time of the week. It's time to shout out our patrons. We love them so much. Thank you guys for supporting us. This week we have a bunch of new names to shout out, starting up with our Champions for Actors Rights. We got Jessica Bovington, Helena Glanville, Maxwell Snell, and Lupe Rosales. Thank you, guys. We love you forever and ever, starting now. Starting now. And we love these next folks so much forever and ever, starting now, who have joined up uh, their vessel heads. They want the world to know they love a good vessel, and we want the world to know that we love them. And they mm -hmm. are... Jen Vetter and Led, and welcome to the boat. <laughs> welcome to, to the, the boat. boat. Welcome to the boat. Um, we have a freaking buttload of members joining. <laughs> a true buttload. A true buttload so joining Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. I presume they wanted to hear us talk about our least favorite movie of all time the green inferno hated it it was fucking horrible um but we hope you guys liked hearing us talk about it and these new members are jessica gonzalez laura Braden, russell woods jenny redmond cindy harris morgan trent cat shania vaughn leah hatcher katri hannah fufer christy ariel xander marissa bernard Tootin Watson, Lauren Hostie, Marjorie Berman, Jennifer Schneeweiss, Mary Lyle, Vixie Van Helen, and Natalie. Phew! Man, oh man! What a list! Wow, we love them all so much! What a list! That was amazing. We love amazing. you guys all so much, unconditionally, forever, starting now. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, how It means cool. the freaking world to us. Really does, man. That's that's cool. Thank you all so much. Wow. And and before we get to this episode that Henley spoiled, um, <laughs> we've got a shout out. Sorry, a few sorry, everyone. People who we've already loved and been loving, and they joined Tony fucking Clets in our circle because they had enough time on on their respective boats and ships, and. We are so appreciative that they they jumped up to that inner circle. They are Megan Albright Campos, Shane Isley, and Danielle M. Rubio. Woo -woo. Thank you so much for your support. Wow. We just love you all very, very much. We love you all very much. And if you'd like to join our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash TSCW podcast. And we hope that you love this episode 
as above, so below. I'll say it again. (laughs) Okay. It's spoiled. If you don't want to hear it, too late. It's as above, so below. And it starts right now. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i'm too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared to watch scary movies i'm sammy and i love watching scary movies and i love telling emily and henley about them and i love telling you guys about them and that's why we do this (laughs) that's why we do this that's what we do (laughs) how are we this week Oh my god. We made it through winter, you guys. It's almost April. That's Mm. true. Let's touch and go there for a bit. Touch and go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We had the equinox. Vaccines on the horizon. Well, I um, just moved recently. Mm -hmm. Apartments. Moved a couple buildings down. And um, probably everyone knows about this already, but just for anyone who is uh, thinking of moving or about to move, if you don't know, there's a service where you can rent plastic crates. Do you guys know about this? This is probably like common knowledge. I just did not know. And it makes moving so much easier. I only know because of, yeah, when I helped my um, office move, they did that. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is the way to do it. Yeah, So much better. Well, there are a bunch of different ones. So um, in New York, we used one called Rent-A-Crate, but they also have like Box Up and all these other ones. But um, basically you rent them for like seven days or 10 days or two weeks, however long you need them, however many you need. They come and drop them off. They come on dollies. They're like super easy to stack, super easy to fill up with stuff and put on dollies, move around like it's so much better. And then they come and pick them up after a week. You don't have to deal with boxes. It's not wasteful because you're Mm. reusing things. You're not like having to put boxes together, tape them up, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, just a little plug for doing some rent to crates if you're moving. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I love it. Did they pick up the the full crates and move them from your one apartment to your your next apartment? They do offer that as a service, but we just had we hired movers to do everything. So we actually Great. and actually Tim, since we were only two buildings down, Tim ended up um, pushing the crates down. <laughs> so we would uh, have to spend less on movers. So he spent all day and almost didn't quite throw his back out, which we were planning on Aww. happening. So. Didn't quite. Okay. <laughs> we're Great. Planning. We're planning on happening. We truly were planning on it. We were like, by Sunday, you won't be able to get out of bed, but that's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tim throws his back out constantly, all the time. Feels yeah. like the kind of guy who should hire movers. <laughs> well, we did. We did. But we were trying to be, you know, economical with our time and our money. Sure, but, sure. Um, hey, who needs a back? Who needs a back? I don't know. So that's what's up with me. What about you guys? Um, well, speaking of broken bodies. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's a, it's not so bad. But I've been getting on and off this thing called texting thumb. Oh, wait. Emily's had this, too. It's back. I yeah. keep, keep getting it. And mm. then I it's when it's from the repetitive motion of texting. And so it's my right thumb <laughs> that I'm just constantly on my phone with. And then it gets inflamed and starts really hurting. And then I have to text with my pointer finger. 
like an old person. Yeah, I look like my mom just poking at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to text that way for a week or two and and then it goes away. But it's back now. And so I'm back to my my pointing texting. And it just makes me feel very stressed about the ways in which technology is affecting our bodies. And I, and I go into a big old spiral about, well, what's going to happen in I know. 10 more years, 20 more years. And I just sit at a desk all day. And then when I'm not sitting at my desk, I am texting on my phone. Anyways, so then I get into little existential crises about that, and but I don't go outside. God knows I won't do that. <laughs> God knows. It's worse out there than it is inside. It's worse out there. It is worse out there. Wait, Emily, you also thought that you had like carpal tunnel syndrome. I thought I had carpal tunnel for like one calendar day, and uh, then it seems to have improved. <laughs> but for one day, yeah, I had this like crazy, cra- like anytime I tried to grab anything with my right hand, it would like really hurt and sort of like cramp up yeah it was weird i i thought it was from crafting because i just been sick before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sewing and then my hand hurt but then it but it's been better ever since but but something about my body that's not better is that you guys know this i've had heartburn for like three weeks oh no it hasn't got it hasn't gone away it has gotten you know better at times worse at times i've been doing non-prescription um Nexium is that what you call it? Oh, yeah, that was my suggestion. Is it working? It's I think it's working, but the thing is like not well enough that I feel like when this 14-day course ends, I will be better. Right. <laughs> so that is my next hurdle where I'm like, well, shoot. <laughs> um it's not better. And I you know, I've been being better about what I consume and take into my body, but I'm not going to not drink coffee and I'm not going to not drink alcohol. And it's really seeming like I've got to do one of those things at least for like a period yeah, of time. Or just like less. That makes it sound like you just drink coffee and alcohol nonstop. <laughs> no, I'm doing less. I am doing less, but it's still like it's not 100% better. And so I'm like, Ugh. and also and here's the thing. So here's what makes it worse. Coffee and alcohol and stress and that's like essentially my whole life i was gonna say that's i feel like that's basically everybody's lives part of me is like is it just gonna get better with with time you know it's a long process and i'll just need to keep being good and and will it get better with time when i'm less stressed or is this just my life now you guys know i'm turning 30 soon and i'm like is this just my body now is it just can i just not have things yeah those are my crises where i'm like is this the rest of my life am i either always in pain or can't have the things that i like and it are those the choices yeah my hips my hips have started cracking (laughs) when i move (laughs) look i know that we're young but also but like your our body like your body gets worse as you get older that just is true and it is happening and I had my chiropractor tell me that 30 is when your body like stops producing as much collagen. And so I have a lot of like bone issues and my God, back gets damn it. and Tim's back. Tim can probably Tim's relate. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After 30, it's all, all downhill. guys. <laughs> is this it for me now? We're just one foot in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Over the hill. Um uh. There are so many options for heartburn. I feel like everyone has heartburn. You're going to figure it out. There's going to be a solution. So much, There's going to be a solution. There just is. I God, just know that there is. If you is. have a solution and, and it, that it allows me to continue having daily coffee and, <laughs> and alcohol bo- for and sure. weekly 
did not quite daily because I'm cutting back from daily, but like regular alcohol, <laughs> please let me know. Please let mm-hmm. me know. I need to know it. Because also I'm like, you know, I want to drink a lot on my birthday. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to feel better-ish before that. So then when I do that, I don't feel so much worse after. You know what I mean? So... It's just tough, you know. It's just tough. I'm trying to figure it it's out. It's tough. It's tough. Bodies are bodies are really tough. Bodies are really tough. And my body used to be able to handle anything. And so it's also just really upsetting to be like, "Oh yeah, right. That stops changes." Case mm-hmm. and, that, and 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 here we are. My brother is 7 years older than me, and I remember him telling me that, like being like, "Henley, there'll be a day where you won't be able to just eat like a full fast food meal and then drink like a bunch of four locos and feel totally fine the next day." <laughs> and I remember being like not believing him, being like, yeah. "No, I'll be different though. Not me. No, me. Me, I'm different. It won't <laughs> happen to me." Well, well, as you recall, this Heartburn episode really got really got kicked up a notch the night that I got Shake Shack and had a cheeseburger and fries and onion rings and a bunch of wine and then was like, wait, I feel really bad. <laughs> and like, why can't I just do that when I want to? Do you know what I mean? I like can't. Freaking anymore. sucks, man. It freaking sucks. sucks. I um, love my body. It lets me move and it's I appreciated it and it's fine. But, you know, I love Sometimes. my body too. I just want to throw in one quick thing, which is, did Please. I ever tell you about guys about the girl I went to high school with who only drank Diet Coke and then her hands curled up into little claws for 24 hours? Penny. <laughs> 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 When did like when did her hands? <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to I'm understand crying. what. <laughs> I've lost control. Need- I've lost control of the thread. No, guys, I'm not joking. Like T Rex hands. <laughs> did, was she okay? After? What's what's the science behind this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the science is, but if you only drink Diet Coke and you don't drink water, then it does terrible Your body things. just gets dehydrated and crunches up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe it was like it, when you put like fruit in a dehydrator and it just goes like... Like her was, hands did that. It was very scary. Her, I her imagine hands. that would be so fucking scary. terrifying. I believe you. I know. So just remember to drink water in addition to the coffee and alcohol. I don't do forget that. about water. <laughs> Here's the thing. I definitely drink more coffee and alcohol than some people, but it's like it's not like I only drink Diet Coke all day. Like, why is my body failing me? I drink water and I like I don't you know, know. I, I eat wish vegetables. I could... What the you fuck? Got, you eat you eat salads? Greek I perfect eat Greek salads. salads? What yeah. is my body doing to me? <laughs> Okay. Well, obviously, this is the first podcast you come to for health advice and and for feeling feeling optimistic about the future. Yeah, we're this. We started this one out really nice. Yeah, listeners, help us. Sorry, help us. Sorry, help us. Just a cry for help. Is something good happening? What can I say? I have a, a visitor cat visited on my doorstep this week, and it was really cute. Cutie. I never get neighborhood cats, and this one was really, really friendly. So that was a treat. Cats are good. Cats Cats are are good. good. Thank God for cats. Thank God for cats. Um, we have a good thing to do. We have a good thing to do. I'm happy to be here. I haven't made it clear, but I'm (laughs) happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah, listeners, we've we will we'll do what we came here to do, which is to 
uh, recap the third and final winner of our March Madness brackets. Wowie. Which is As Above, So Below. Mm-hmm. Came out in 2014, directed by John Eric Dowdle, written by John Eric Dowdle and Drew Dowdle, starring Perdita Weeks, Ben Feldman, Edwin Hodge, Francois Civil, Marion Lambert, and Ali Marhiar. Um, and it is streaming on Netflix for those of you who would like to watch it. Okay. Had you seen it before, Sammy? I had or not, no? but I've heard, I, I had seen it being requested before. This is one mm-hmm. that I've seen messages and emails about so um i i was a little surprised that it won to be honest i felt like it was up it was a tough uh tough category bracket i beat the grudge i was thought for sure the grudge was gonna win i know i thought the grudge was gonna win too the grudge it was very close it was super close we definitely do have to do the grudge at some point we will but we're but also for anyone who's disappointed that their request didn't win we will eventually do that one too they're all on the list. They're all going to happen eventually. Well, I don't know, Henley. Our list is quite long. Well, I know. hundreds. So it might be. It might be a year. It might be two years. <laughs> okay, it'll happen though. <laughs> Doesn't mean it won't no, this happen. This is a great good cop bad cop situation that we've got going on. Hey, what can <laughs> we say for that? That's not cops. Good. Mm. Mm. Uh, good girl, bad girl. <laughs> good girl, bad girl. Good girl, bad girl. That's what mm. we do now. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> A classic good girl, bad girl scenario. <laughs> um, do you guys know anything about this movie? Uh, no. Is it like vampires? No. No. Not vampires. Is it, is it, Not found, vampires. F- is it found footage? It is found footage. Okay. Oh. That's what I Zombies? thought. Zombies? Nope. Okay, Corpses. but found, found footage. Oh, I watched Shaun of the Dead this week, which I realized was the first time I'd ever seen it. Isn't that insane? Really? Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I thought I had, but I hadn't. Anyway, it's, it's really good. So good. It's, I have. Yeah, that's one I have seen. It's great. It's a great it's one. Great. It's a great uh, one. But so that's not this. That's not this. Okay. <laughs> what else is below? <laughs> catacombs. Well, yep. It's the catacombs, France. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. is it like murderers? <laughs> You'll, I guess <laughs> how much longer, how much longer do you want us to get? <laughs> how much do we like this as the podcast? Wait, are there, there going to be murders in this? <laughs> oh, rewind. Oh boy, why don't you why don't you tell us, Sammy? <laughs> well, Sammy, tell us about it. But also speaking because it's on Netflix. I'm just wondering if you guys have used the feature on Netflix where you can speed up watching something. And I feel like that would be perfect for someone who's curious about a horror movie, but too scared to watch it. You can speed it up. You can watch it on one and a half speed. Wow. Oh, that'd be weird. It would be weird, but I think it would make it less scary for sure. I feel like it might make some stuff scarier. Like you don't get a chance to breathe. You're like, God, God, it's still, it keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening. Yeah, but it would ruin all the tension building. That's true. That's true. That's a good tip, Henley. Should we fucking get into this movie? I don't know. Should we? I could keep guessing. (laughs) Hi, everybody. It is cocktail hour, and this week we are drinking a Gates of Hell. To make a Gates of Hell, you will need one and a half ounces tequila, two teaspoons lemon juice, two teaspoons lime juice, crushed ice, and cherry brandy. You will combine the tequila, lemon juice, and lime juice with ice and shake, strain into an old-fashioned glass filled with crushed ice, and then drizzle cherry brandy over the top, about a teaspoon of cherry brandy. 
and enjoy. Cheers. Welcome to hell. Hail Satan. I've got some trivia. Okay. Okay, so this was the first ever production that secured permission from the French government to film in the catacombs. Whoa. This is actually filmed in the catacombs. It is not a set. Oh, wow. Holy okay. shit. Uh, the film utilizes a set of narrow, winding tunnels of the Paris catacombs, complete with real mint skeletons creepily, creepily arranged centuries ago. I mean, the catacombs has six million corpses in, in them. Oh, I wouldn't <sighs> feel good about being in there. No. Spooky. This movie's not going to make you feel better about it. No? Okay. Uh, one of the actors, Ben Feldman, actually suffers from claustrophobia and had to keep taking breaks <laughs> to cope with it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Pretty tough, pretty tough filming location for someone with claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would not be good. The title of the film comes from Masonic teachings and lore, which in turn is based heavily on Christian language and belief, specifically being transcribed from a part of the Lord's Prayer in which the phrase on earth as it is in heaven refers to God's will being carried out both in heaven and on earth as he sees fit. Hmm. Okay. This movie has a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, that's not high. A 38% on Metacritic and a 6.2 on IMDb. It's about on par with Green Inferno, which I think is unfair. That's pretty low. Hmm. Yeah, did you like it? I'll be honest with you. It's not the best movie I've ever seen, but I think that these ratings are a little bit harsh. I think Mm. it's fun. I think it's it's a very middle-of-the-line movie. I'm not going to see this movie again. I'm not going to think about it again. (laughs) Okay. But I had some fun. Great. Perfect. That's all we're asking for these days. That's all we're asking for these days. Um, the budget was five million. The box office forty-two million. Okay, not too shabby, but you know, obviously not as amazing as some of the found footage films that we have covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and one last thing I'll say is that this movie plays a lot into biblical stuff and Dante's Inferno. The like nine circles of hell, and I don't really know anything about any of that stuff, so I'm sorry if I miss any important mm. things that it's alluding to. I don't, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Um, but I think that we should watch the trailer, get you guys a little glimpse of these catacombs. Cool, let's look at those catacombs. My name is Scarlett Marlowe, and I'm a student in urban archaeology. 370 feet beneath this point is a hidden chamber that might contain a critical missing piece of our history. How are we supposed to get down there? Catacombs. There are 200 miles of tunnels right underneath our feet. They're holding the remains of six million corpses. Stop. This is the empire of the dead. These are human bones. We go through here. Let's do it. Keep it slow and steady, yeah? I think I'm stuck. Just breathe with me, please. It's okay. What was that? I think I am. What the hell do we do now, huh? We can't go back. We should just keep moving. Tell me we didn't just go in a circle. It's exactly the same. No, everything's upside down. What happened to the entrance? Wait, there's something here. Oh my god. 
color is this? When I was a kid, we had a piano that looked exactly like this. I used to play it all the time. The A4 key was messed up. What's going on? Can you read that? According to mythology, that's the inscription over the gates of hell. And they should be made to crawl on their bellies to enter the kingdom of darkness. Did you hear that? descent vibes yeah that's the biggest thing i was just like man the descent is the better movie obviously mm, i love mm-hmm. course descent. so there's just mm-hmm. a lot of things that reminded me of the descent that obviously the descent does better so if you're only going to watch one of these two movies watch the descent that said the descent is great and i understand wanting to kind of copy the descent <laughs> mm. It sucks that the one time they got approval to film in the catacombs, the movie ended up not being good. I mean, that's just too bad. It is too bad. I wonder if anything has been filmed there since. There might be stuff that's hap- that's been filmed afterwards. Mm. But, I mean, they're very spooky. And yeah, it looks scary. Cool looking. But I imagine filming down there would be such a technical challenge. Yeah, like, I bet they wouldn't be able to... Do Because you can't, like, disturb. I don't know. It just feels like that would be really, really difficult. Well, yeah. part of me wonders if they only filmed down there for, like, a couple of days and then just built everything else Maybe. on the stage They must somewhere. have had to. There's some stuff Probably. in that trailer that I'm like, even... I mean, they wouldn't put a burning car down there. If a lot of it was CGI. <laughs> They're not burning cars in the real catacombs. How do they get a car in the catacombs? You know what I mean? They're like, do you mind if we just blow up a car in the catacombs? Great, so now that we approved? have your permission, we're gonna light a car on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of questions, but wow, I'm interested. I'm interested. It's 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 interesting. It's an intriguing premise and I feel like there are parts of it that are very cool and then parts of it that are just pr- kind of pretty dumb. Less cool. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm so, I'm ready. All right. I'm, exci- I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. 
I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay. So we start with a woman in a bus and we kind of set up that it's found footage. She's talking straight to a camera. She's filming herself and kind of whispering. And she says, I've just crossed the border into Iran. Um, I think that I'm going to find something. They're about to they're about to blow up some underground caves that she thinks there's a piece of a piece of history that's really important down there that her father was looking for that now she's looking for she says i just want people to know that i came here of my own free will knowing full well that the punishment is being buried up to your neck in sand and having a brick wall pushed on top of you which wait, is what? like such that's a so specific. specific punishment it's like and wait, where does one get a brick wall for doing such a thing just like a loose brick wall that you can push over <laughs> also is it like a trope in movies for archaeologists to be like family endeavors it's always like a father was looking for this ancient yeah. artifact yeah yeah and yes. now i must take it up myself yes, yes. Um, it definitely comes up a lot, seems that way. Um, so she arrives to someone who, a man's house who's helping her and he kind of pulls back a little secret passageway and there's a tunnel from his home into the underground caves. It's all, you know, found footage. It's very frantic and shaky cam and this first scene the pace of it is really rushed because these caves are literally about to be blown up this evening and so it's they're just she's running in there she runs in with with the guy he's kind of leading her to the part of the cave that she's looking for uh police start coming in and basically trying to clear out to make sure the cave is empty and they're hiding from them and kind of she's rubbing on the wall looking for inscriptions she finds these carvings in the wall she's reading it and the cave kind of starts rumbling and she says no this it shouldn't be blown up yet like we still have time and 
the man that she's with is like, I'm sorry, I have a family. I can't stay down here. She's like, that's fine. You go back up to safety. I'll come soon. I have to, I have to finish this. I have to see this through. And she is pressing on the inscription and she reads it. She says, oh, it's behind the wall. And we see her smash through this wall and find this metal sculpture of a bull head. And she's basically needs to film everything in the room before she can leave. She's like, I have to capture everything. This is what I came here for. I can't leave until I've documented the whole thing. So she's just like running around the room filming because there's more carvings and inscriptions that is gonna, she, she's calling it the, 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 the rose key. Mm. And so this is a piece of a puzzle that's going to help her do some other things. It's all very Indiana Jonesy, very mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the mummy. But anyway, so she finally films the walls of this whole cave and the cave starts collapsing or the tunnels or whatever. And um, she gets out just in the nick of time back into the man's house and the tunnels collapse behind her. Smoke is blowing in. They're both coughing. And the man says, you remind me so much of your father. Just this, now's the time. Now's the time to bring that up. <laughs> uh, just two adventurers like father, like daughter, <laughs> risking their lives. Absolutely. Like, wasn't Lara Croft, wasn't Tomb Raider father, daughter stuff? I feel like it's over and over again. I'm not sure, but I would buy it. I, I bet I'd it believe is. it. I'd believe it. Um, but he tells her you have to be careful, though. Your father's quest was a quest to madness, and everyone who has searched for Flamel's stone has gone insane. Nicholas Flamel. I know, I was going to say, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the alchemist. Mm-hmm. Was that what they call him? No, it's the, isn't, that's the Harry Potter, isn't Nicholas Flamel, uh, yeah. the Harry Potter... Yeah. What, is he, what is he in Harry Potter, though? The creator of the Sorcerer's Stone, Dumbledore's oh, friend. Oh, okay, okay. Then we get, we cut to later, she is back... Uh, or she is now in Paris being interviewed by a cameraman and we get some more background information on her. She says, my name is Scarlett. I'm a professor at the University of London. I have a PhD in urban archaeology, chemistry and symbology. And the person interviewing her says, what did your father teach you about the Philosopher's Stone? And she says that it could turn metals into gold could give you eternal life and he spent his whole life searching for it and i think this thing that i just found is the key to finding it like we're closer than ever before he says there was rumors that your father was mentally unstable well do you have anything to say about that and she gets a little looks a little insulted and kind of goes quiet and says why because he because he killed himself not a very polite interviewer. <laughs> and this interviewer is, uh, his name is Benji. Um, and so, and they're continuing on making this little s- seemingly documentary about her search for the Philosopher's Stone. And they're now walking through the streets of France. And she says, this is Nicolas Flamel's house. Uh, the, he is the alchemist that has was believed to successfully create the the sorcerer's stone or yeah philosopher's stone philosopher's I'm getting stone. Confused british by my, version british version <laughs> harry potter mm-hmm. names the british version is harry potter and the philosopher's stone so mm-hmm. so then she says that basically when they people have 
at some point tried to dig up Nicholas Flamel's body and his tomb was empty. And um, then they go to a museum or yeah, a museum and where his headstone or tombstone is displayed and it's inscribed with a ancient looking language and she says the rose code that i found will now help us decode his little clue that he put to help us find philosopher's stone and it's i think aramaic is what she says and she says i don't speak that but i know someone who does it's all like oh, yeah. super adventure <laughs> up top like feels like two different movies and so she breaks into this little clock tower in a church and benji is kind of like what do you what are you doing we, we can't go in here she goes i know and the guy i know he loves go breaking into places and and fixing things and they climb up this little these staircase to this clock tower and we see the person that she's looking for and he looks down and sees her and says whatever you want the answer is no i'm not following <laughs> you again and she's like george please please it won't be like last time <laughs> she's compiling a team and the team is hitting all the right notes already mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i fucking love it mm -hmm. <laughs> and he kind of turns to Benji and she says this is Benji he's making a documentary about me and he says Benji if you're smart you'll stop making this documentary right now the last time I went anywhere with this woman I ended up in a Turkish prison she turns to him and says George I found I found the rose key and he kind of was like what you did well, that changes everything this that changes, changes everything. everything and he says was it in Iran she says yeah he says, I knew it. I knew it was going to be in Iran. They're like, how did you get it? Did you go to Iran? And she says, doesn't matter who went. And he, you can see him being a little protective. Maybe there's a little romantic history here. Oh, the plot thickens. Is this Ben Feldman? Yeah. This is the claustrophobic one. So she says, I need you because you speak Aramaic or can read Aramaic. You can help me decode. He's like, okay, I'll help you translate. But that's it. Like, I'm not going on any of your adventures with you. So they go back to the where the head where Nicholas Flamel's headstone is. And he is able to use the rose key to decode it. And it has a little riddle on it. I don't know. I'm, I don't write down the riddle. I'm like, I'm already like sick of all the like, and this means that and this is that. And so just <laughs> just we'll just trust that they're able to solve something <laughs> from this. We're not archaeologists in this group. Right. And somehow George comes to the conclusion that, you know, ancient philosophers thought that it was 741 feet to hell. And so it would it's be not very far. It's not far. And <laughs> so it would it, it, something in the riddle says halfway between heaven and hell or something like that. So they're like, they they deduce that it will be 370.5 feet beneath Flamel's tombstone. That's where they will find the Philosopher's Stone. Wow. And, you know, how are they going to get 370.5 feet underground? And Scarlet says, the catacombs. Of course, the catacombs. the catacombs. Of course. There are miles and miles of tunnels beneath Paris. 
but not miles and miles to hell. Uh, no, hell is just a, a couple hundred feet below that. <laughs> and they lay out these maps and basically figure out that the catacombs don't go right under Flamel's tomb. And, of course not. And so Scarlet says, we'll have to burrow through. And George says, it's pure limestone. How are we going to burrow through? And then... They and then George says that there's been three sites over the past few decades that the ground has caved in or collapsed in these three spots. And one of them is pretty close to Flamel's tomb. And so he says there must be some kind of secret passageway there because the ground wouldn't be able to collapse on pure limestone. And so Mm. we need someone who really knows the catacombs Compiling the team. Compiling the team. team. This is basically an Oceans movie. Yeah, it's an Oceans movie. It's like a Marvel movie. Do they do that in Marvel movies? I don't know. Feels like a superhero movie. They do it in like Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is like, this is just like Suicide Squad. It's exactly like it. It's Suicide Squad meets, what's the movie Nicolas Cage was in? National Treasure. National Treasure. (laughs) And so, first, they kind of, they're. Just the three of them go down on just a regular tour of the catacombs led by, you know, tour guide and a group of people. And as they're kind of going through, getting near to where they need to go, they're just kind of sizing it up. This guy is sitting in a corner and says, like, gets their attention and says, you need to find Pepillon. He knows the tombs better than anyone. You can find him at this club. And they're like oh okay thank you and then they turn the tour guide is yelling at them because they're falling behind and then they turn back and the guy's gone oh i love it (laughs) (laughs) they're like huh weird so after the tour they go to the weird that man answered a question we didn't ask (laughs) and now he's gone let's trust him though and let's go find this guy yeah Mm -hmm. so they go to the club that he says and they're asking around and they find papillon not a kind of dog Mm. Sounds like it. I think a papillon is a kind of dog. <laughs> Well, this is a man. This is a human man. This is a man. A human man. Uh, so they they find him at this club and basically propose to him, we need someone to take us down to the catacombs. He says, do I look like a tour guide to you? Ooh, good. <laughs> that was French. good, Sammy. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, and Oh, yeah. Emily's right. Emily, it's right. It's a type of dog. Yes. That's how it's spelled. Papillon. Papillon. Mm-hmm. And Scarlet says, do I look like a tourist? And says, I'm searching for something, some valuable treasure. There is a part of the catacombs that no one has been to. And he says, impossible. Like, I know every part of the catacombs. And she says, this part would have been constructed to be invisible. And unless you knew what you were looking for, you would never find it. And he says, well... If we find treasure, can we get half of the treasure? She says, you can have all of the treasure. I'm not after the treasure. But if you lead us there, yeah, you can take all the treasure. And he's like, great. Okay, great. <laughs> I'll do it. And I got to assemble the rest of my team. So we get, he introduces us to uh, Suxi and then his friend Zed and they kind of have a van with all their gear in it. They start gearing up. And this is the next day. And as they're kind of gearing up, uh, 
Scarlett is trying to convince George to come with them. Like, please, George, I need you. And he says, no way. Absolutely no way. You know, I don't do caves. I don't go underground. And she says, I know. I just could really use you there. And he's like, no way in hell. I'm not doing it. And Benji's filming everyone and kind of doing some little pre going into the catacombs interviews and says to uh, Suxi, like, what can we what could go wrong down there? What should we be mindful of? And she says, if our batter, if we run out of batteries and our lights, um, we won't be able to see anything. We could run out of water. We could get injured. Um, basically lots of stuff could go wrong. So a similar, similar to the descent mm-hmm. pep talk in the beginning, things, bad things can happen in underground situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And as Benji's filming, uh, Papillon, he sees that his hand has a burn on it and he turned like a, a bad burn and he turns to Zed and asks what happened to Papillon's hand and Zed says we don't talk about that. Okay. Then they are all geared up and Papillon says we gotta be quick if cops see us going in there we're gonna be in big trouble with all this gear. So they run down to these kind of abandoned train tunnels and find this secret entrance way into the into the catacombs and george is saying his goodbyes again scarlet's trying to convince him please come he says no i'm not going and right at that moment someone runs at papillon and tackles him and we see that it's a cop but he runs at him like at such a high speed it looks like i i thought it was gonna be a zombie but it's just a human (laughs) cop that's tackling him human cop (laughs) And, so a really fast cop. Yeah. And just like immediately tackling them. Um, and so this commotion breaks out. Pepion gets away. George kind of panics and runs into the entrance too. They all run into the catacombs and Pepion is throwing little smoke bombs out and they're kind of zigzagging in, in and out through the tunnels. They're running and they lose the cop and Papillon's like, cops can't catch me. They can't catch me. And they did it. They evaded the cops and now they're all in there. George is pissed. He does not want to be there. Benji's getting everybody suited up with headlamps because it's dark in there. And so Benji's holding his main camera. And then also everyone has a GoPro basically on their headlamp. And he puts one on George. George looks very mad. And Benji says, oh, man, you really hate caves, huh? And George storms off and Scarlet Scarlet comes up to him and says, his brother drowned in a cave when he was young. (laughs) (laughs) And Benji it's like, oh my god, I didn't know. And she's like, it's okay, it's okay. You didn't know, you didn't know. <laughs> but uh, hey, Scarlet, you did. Yeah. So maybe you should never have asked him to even be a part of this. Also, he can't can't he back out now or what happened? What made it so that he had to go with them? I mean, I know the cop chased them, but couldn't he just turn around? I guess he's like, I'm already in here. Might as well keep going. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I feel like, yeah, he probably could have. To answer your question, I think he could could have. But he doesn't. He keeps he reluctantly pushes forward and they're now kind of winding through these tunnels of the catacombs. And uh, we see a lot of graffiti on the walls and Pepion 
taps a place that says pap and that's his tag and we see he's like oh it's me and there's a few of those around uh that's his little tagging sign and as they move further into it we hear this kind of these women singing and everyone's kind of like what the fuck is that and Pepion says, oh, there's like weirdos down here sometime, sometimes and they pass one little room and it's all these women looking like they're doing some sort of ceremony, like a, a witch, witches or a cult or something, just kind of with their faces painted and they peek in and the women look and, and kind of they just are like, oh, weird. Okay, let's keep moving. <laughs> cool. And so... They keep moving, and Papillon leads them to this tunnel that's basically filled with bones, and says, "You know, here, here it is. This is where we have to we have to crawl through here. That'll get us to the more I don't know hidden tunnels." And Scarlet's looking at her map and says, "No, no, no, this isn't right. This this tunnel would be." a faster path this is a more direct like that's the direction we need to go this this way would save us probably hours and she starts kind of peeling a stone it's like a filled in tunnel and she starts pulling stones out of it and Pepion is like no we are not going that way that tunnel is evil anyone who has gone in there has never come out says we had a friend named uh, what is his name? Latope, 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 <laughs> which means the mole that lived down here for years and years and knew these tunnels better than anyone. And he knew that that tunnel was evil and he wouldn't go in there. But eventually his curiosity got the better of him and he wanted to figure out he wanted to see what was in there. And he no one has seen him since that was two years ago. So I'm not going in that tunnel. If you want to go in there, I, fine, but I'm not going and I'll I'll go this way. And George says, you know, they know this better than we do. Um, this The stone has been down here 600 years. What's a couple more hours if we go a longer route? Like, who cares? Let's just go the way he says. So they do, and they start crawling. Uh, Zed, Zed goes first, crawl, crawling through this very tight passageway filled with bones. Just looks like a real nightmare. <laughs> and as he's crawling, he starts screaming and his legs start shaking and they all start screaming and he goes oh just kidding i'm oh, fucking with you guys classic fake out Zed, oh boy one classic fake out and so they go one at a time crawl through this very tight passageway and benji is going last and he gets a little stuck maybe because he's carrying the big camera and he starts having a panic attack and this is very much this is straight from the descent this is an exact scene from the descent where the camera uh it's scarlet that's facing him and so her camera is on his face and his camera is on her face and we kind of see it's actually just stays on him as he's like i'm I'm stuck i'm stuck i'm stuck i'm I'm not gonna i'm i can't make it through i can't fit i can't fit and she's like you need to calm down you need to calm down um pull your arms in closer to your body. He's like, I can't, I can't like, well, and the women are like singing louder, the little uh, witchy looking women. And he's like, why are they singing? Why, why, why are we down? Why is it, why is this happening? Why is it happening? Why tell them to stop singing? And she's like, you need to scrape, like push the bones out of the way. And so he starts kind of 
raking his fingers through the bones to kind of clear more space for him to crawl through. And as he does, we hear a bad rumbly noise and the walls start shaking and they're like, you got to fucking move, move, move. And they like are pulling him and they get him out just in time. And the passageway collapses behind them. Exactly from the descent. It's exactly Mm -hmm. from the descent. And they all are like covered in in dust and coughing and turn and look at the closed passageway. And they're just like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And then they turn and and look around to see where they have arrived and or look in the room that they're in. And uh, there it's as if it's a reverse of the room that they were just in. Like the the tunnel, the evil tunnel is in this room also with the stone pulled out that she had pulled out. And she says, did we just go in a circle? And he says, no, no, no. You could Papillon is like freaking out and says like, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't where this tunnel goes. I've been through this tunnel before. Like, this is not right. And that tunnel shouldn't be here. Like what's going on? What's happening? And she's like, you told us that this is where this goes. Like what, why did you take us through here? And he says, no, like, I swear, like, this is not right. Something's going on. I don't understand what's happening. And, uh, there's more tunnels ahead, kind of, um, like mirror images of what they have just been through. And I think Scarlet says, uh, well, I mean, I guess we just have to keep moving. We can't go back the way that we came. We have to find another way out. And which way should we go? And Pepion says, I've, I've never been here. I've, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's happening. And so they just kind of uh, move forward down the, down the main hall and, and ahead of them. And there's a Pap tag, graffiti tag on the wall, his tag. And Scarlet's like, oh, you've never been here before. And he's like, I swear to God, like, that's not that. I don't know what's happening. That's not that's not mine. I've never been here before. And then a, f- a old-fashioned phone ring. We start hearing a phone ringing in the distance, like echoing in the underground. Do we still hear the old lady singing or not anymore? Not anymore. Uh, um, But they're all kind of like, what the fuck? Is there, phone- is there phones down here? And Papillon says there was phone lines that they routed down here, but there wouldn't be actual phones phones down here and they're kind of looking at the walls and George sees um, a sign on one of the walls. Some of the walls have carved into them, you know, letters and numbers that are basically equivalent to like street signs kind of telling where they are. And he says, this is one of the spots where the ground collapsed. This is like, he's looking at his map of the catacombs and it matches the spot that i guess the the ground collapsed in a decade ago or whatever wait why did it matter that the ground collapsed again because that's how he knew there was like more catacombs secret i think it's how they knew there was yeah secret passageways okay because the ground secret rooms because it wouldn't have done that with solid ground underneath even though i feel like that can happen right yeah for sure i have no idea I think it does. And it is very scary. I feel like sinkholes are are one of the scariest. <laughs> yeah, there was one that happened Natural like near my hometown disasters. recently and it Ooh. just swallowed like a bunch of cars and like an electric pole. And that's so scary. 
It's just, yeah, very scary. Well, didn't need to add that to my list of things to be scared about. Sinkholes? Yeah. No, don't Google sinkholes. They're really scary. (laughs) They're really scary. I won't. Um, So they're kind of navigating these hallways, trying to figure out which way to go. And they get to this one little room and there's a piano in it. Dusty old old piano. And George says, we had a like, well, first he's like, what the fuck? Like, how could this be down here? And Benji says, maybe it fell when the ground collapsed, like you said. And like, maybe that's left over here from when the ground collapsed. And George says, we had a piano like this when I was kids. Me and Danny used to play it all the time. The A4 key was fucked up so we could never play the one song that we knew how to play. And he starts playing it and he gets to that A4 key and it is fucked up. And his face looks very uh, upset. <laughs> he like looks like, what the fuck is going? He turns, like whips around and looks at all of them and says, what, what's hap- what is happening? Uh, what's going on right now? And then the, fo- the phone is ringing again and Scarlet just runs in the direction of it. And they're all kind of chasing after her like, Scarlet, like, don't go run. Like, don't you could get lost. And they're chasing her and following her. And she finds this room that the phone is in. It's just a like old-fashioned telephone on a little side table again very dusty looking shouldn't be down here in these tunnels and she answers it and it's just a man groaning it's like and she's like who is this who is this (laughs) um and then it the line goes dead um and then at that moment, they hear something coming from around the corner of another tunnel. It's like a maze kind of down there. And someone appears and they turn and look and they're like, who is that? Who is that? And they shine a light and it is Latope, the friend <gasps> who went uh-huh. missing. missing two years mm-hmm. ago. Ooh. And he he is very creepy. This actor did did a a great job. He just is kind of, he's tall and looks just very dazed. And Pepillon and Suxi and Zed are, you know, super surprised to see him and are just like, Latope, like, where have you been? And he looks at them and says, Suxi, you shouldn't be here. None of you, none of you should be here. And then you, they they do not ask enough questions in this <laughs> moment because I guess they're panicked and they're trying to figure out how to get out. But it's like, we, we, you need to stop and have like a, a big conversation with Latope here. Yeah. Where have you been <laughs> for the past two years? Are you okay? What are you eating? How are you Why alive? Why shouldn't we be here? Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't we Where'd be here? Where did come from? Why is my childhood piano here? Yes. <laughs> they do not ask many questions. They're just like, we need to get out of here. How do we get out? And Latope says, you didn't even come to look for me. You didn't even come. Ooh. Not once. Ooh. Uh-oh. Brutal. And... They're like, I'm sorry, Latope. Like, how do we, how do we get out? And he says, the only way out is down. And it's like, turns and is like, follow me. And moves impossibly quickly to the end of the hall. And they shine their light and are all like, how, how did he get over there so fast? Like, he moved like 50 feet in a second. 
And they're like, well, I guess he's just fast. Like, let's just keep following. Him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's follow the guy who seems to be like clearly angry at us for not uh, looking for him for two years deeper into whatever this is. How have you been surviving for two years? What are you eating? Oh, and what that's the other thing. He has no headlamp. And so they, Suxi says, how, do, how, do, how does he see down here? He's just moving quickly through these tunnels with no lamp. And his pupils are really big. They make his eyes. I'm sure there was some uh, contacts that he was wearing. He looks creepy. <laughs> and uh, so they are kind of running to keep up with him, following him. And he leads them to these boards that are laid down on the ground and pushes them aside, uncovering a very deep well <laughs> that goes further down and says the only way out is down. You got to go down here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I can't remember why. Something to do with the, the riddle again. Scarlet is able to to convince them all that this is a good idea. She's like, well, according to the riddle, it is, you know, further down. And the location we're at is about right. Um, How would she possibly know I don't that? know. I don't know. But the riddle says, okay? The riddle says. Fine. Yeah, we. I believe in riddles. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's foolproof logic, if I do say so myself. <laughs> so with seemingly no other options... Or, I don't know, no better options, I guess. They decide to rappel down this well. They've got climbing gear. So they start rappelling down. And um, as George is kind of halfway down, he looks up and calls to Benji. Benji, are you okay? And Benji says, I, I don't know. And the something happens benji we see him like falling down and screaming my hands and they both fall and kind of hit the bottom it's not i think the the impact of benji hitting george kind of slowed his fall so they both just hit it's not like a a terribly bad fall but benji's hands are really fucked up and we can see that he was again like the descent trying to hold on to the rope and it uh. sliced both of his palms open Ouch. Ow, 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 ow. Owie. so scarlet is wrapping his hands up and they're just once they get his hands wrapped up just she's again says we just need to keep moving forward we need to keep moving forward we need to be fast like our time down here is going to be limited our batteries are going to start running out on our headlamps like we got to move quickly like no time to no time to stop and ask questions. <laughs> and so they walk down this little kind of narrow hallway. And as George takes a step forward into it, he kind of falls down. And we see that he falls into there's a, a shallow pool of water. Uh. And as he get, falls into it, all the sound disappears. And mm. none of them have fallen underwater. But it sounds like it's underwater because they're all like muffled, like like it's really creepy. I liked this part. And um, they're all looking at each other and Scarlet's like clapping and it's not making noise. And they're, it's so disorienting. Imagine walking into a room and all of a sudden not being able to hear. It's really creepy. That's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> oof, cool. Oof, oof. Wait, so they all fell into the water or just George fell into no, the water? No, just him and just one foot. I mean, he's he's just halfway and I don't know if it has anything but to do with it. But they're all in this like new room. Yeah. And 
then after a moment a really really loud noise starts and they're all covering their ears and running and it's all very you can't totally tell what's happening they're little gopro cameras they're just running uh i guess away from uh the noise and as they're running one of the cameras turns to look down another little hallway you see a little boy like a little ghost looking little boy not a good little boy <laughs> not a normal not a good little not boy not a normal little boy and they make it to the end of this hallway and the sound stops and Scarlet says, what, what was that? What the hell was that? And Latope says, the question is not what, but who? <laughs> oh, boy. And then she turns to... Hey, Latope, what? <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain that? And she turns to, she turns to Pe- Pepion and says, like, what the, f- what the hell does he mean by that? And then she says, how long have you, how long have you known him? And he says, he's different now. And she says, should we be following him? And he says, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And it's like, motherfucker, you knew from the moment you saw him, this was a roll of the dice. This is a man who has been in these tunnels for two years and is just... We should have asked this question before. Yeah. So they get to the end of this hallway and it's a dead end. And they're all freaking out again because this is supposed to be the direction according to Scarlet. And they're like, well, now what do we do? This is a dead end. And again, some more little Indiana Jones shit happening. She says, she turns to George and says, it's a Ptolemy Akinge, a Ptolemy Akinge. And in ancient times, they would hide passageways. And there's another riddle. And she says, we need to find the exact number of, you move the exact stone. And if you move the wrong one, the whole thing, the whole thing will collapse. That's potentially when these holes in the streets of Paris happened. These Mm. tunnels collapsing Mm -hmm. um, is pulling the wrong stone. And so they have to solve another little riddle to figure out what stone to pull. And they do it. They get it right. And this new tunnel reveals itself basically a little stone rolls out of the way and reveals this long tunnel that she is Scarlet's very excited about nobody has seen this in 600 years we're on the right track this is it they all climb through this tunnel why do we need this stone to begin with like what's the big deal <laughs> i mean it's her family like her father right sure right her right father, i forgot <laughs> her father wanted to find it and she does okay. too and doesn't it give you a mortal life? Or it's something? eternal life. Who would want that? Oh, yeah. eternal life. And it can. I just want eternity without heartburn. I want like five <laughs> years without heartburn and then I can have death. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet yeah, the, totally I don't want right. to live forever. Just till you're 35. <laughs> just, a, just a pleasant 35 is all I want. I mean, as we, yeah, as we. So really good 35. As we established, we're, we're, we're close. We're close to death. Our bodies <laughs> are failing. We're over the hill for sure. 
Yeah, we, oh shit. Do, do we need to go on a hunt for the Philosopher's Stone? You know what this also <laughs> reminded me of? Was uh, <laughs> in Color Out of Space when we talked about Nicolas Cage going on a, a, a quest for the Holy Grail. That is a real thing that Nicolas Cage oh, has yes, done. I forgot. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> and he was like, it was completely worth it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe we got to do a quest, guys. Might be time for a quest. Might be time for us to take a quest. We've almost, it's, the vaccine is near, and I think the second oh we're vaccinated. Oh, my God. That's such a good idea. Spray tan quest. Spray tan and a quest. Spray tan Botox <laughs> quest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In that order. In that order. <laughs> we're going to look so fucking good for this quest. Honestly, oh my God. let's make quests cool again. Let's make quests let's, cool let's again. Let's bring back quests. Yes. Let's bring back quests. It's starting to sound like queefs. Is it, Henley? <laughs> to me, they sound like two different words. I did not hear queefs. I did, over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again. Uh, so they get into this new hidden room and there is a corpse laid on a slab kind of like in a in ancient egyptian tomb type of thing mm. and but the corpse is not at all um deteriorated like this looks mm. like a man who has recently died but she says this man died 700 years ago and they're all like why the fuck is he still like in such good condition she's like i don't i don't know. how does she don't. know he died 700 years ago i she think just knows. maybe it's nicholas flamel i don't know oh oh okay sure i don't totally know but yeah i think she knows like who it is she's says uh, she's got a phd she knows in archaeology oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> she, yeah. Knows she, knows, she knows what's up um and they f- see on one of the walls is a word is carved in it says vitriol and this is some uh, uh, anagram f- for something. I don't know. Again, a little more riddles. She's speaking Latin now. And she figures out that vitriol. Oh, vitriol is like the word f- for alchemists. I don't fucking know. I, d- I couldn't follow all this shit. But uh, somehow s- seeing vitriol makes her decide we, we have to go deeper. Um, we're not there yet. This isn't it. Everybody turn your headlamps off and they all turn and Benji's like, fuck that. There's like a dead guy right there. (laughs) And she's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. They all turn their headlamps off and there's a glowing light from the ground and they turn the lights back on and they see that there's like a little pool of water and some stones underneath it. And she jumps right into the pool of water, starts pulling these stones out. She says, I think this is a passageway, clears the stones out and just like dives and swims through this passageway. George is like, Scarlet, stop. What the fuck are you doing? She makes it through. We see her come up the other side into this room filled with treasure with a flame burning and a a wall with kind of a mural drawn on it and then george back in the other room jumps in to follow her starts swimming through and very deeply triggering for george yeah seriously this is not good for george george is not happy george is george George hasn't been happy for quite some time no 
I don't blame him. And he gets there. We into the into this new room, and we see that um, Scarlet is crying with happiness, and she says, "This is it. This is it. This is the room." And the rest of the the crew, one by one, kind of swims in. Um, she is very hypnotized by the, not distracted by the treasure. She's looking at this mural and this, again, with her kind of decoded riddle thing, she's like, this is where the sun and the moon meet and the sun is going to be the philosopher's stone. And we see this little jewel embedded in the mural and she takes a little hammer, knocks it out. She's like, it's so, it looks so sim- like simple, like hidden here. It's the best way to hide it is in a room full of treasure where nobody, like nobody would think to look at this thing. And of course, everybody else. Because everybody's coming to this room. Everybody's coming to this room. But uh, Papillon and Zed and Suxi are opening the gate to the treasure room and like way too late scarlet turns and says no that's a trap which is like bitch <laughs> why like why how? wouldn't you stop at the door and be like hey before everybody comes in here <laughs> let me There's just me some let me just tell you that this is a trap if i know that information i'm not like getting distracted and doing my own thing in this room anyways she look scarlet pretty selfish yeah she's pretty selfish. being really selfish I have a lot of I'm I take issue with a lot of Scarlet's yeah, choices. Yeah, she's making bad choices. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's too late. They have opened this room of treasure and the ceiling collapses onto them, like the middle of the the middle of the room kind of caves in. They are able to run to the sides of the room and um most of them get out okay. But Suxi gets pinned under some rocks and Ow. is screaming in pain. And they're also like Latouk. Is it Latouk? I have no idea. I was going to ask you about him a few minutes Le-tope. ago, but I completely Le-tope. forgot what he's called. Latope. Latope. I was going to say Lupit. Latope <laughs> is has kind of been with them, not really interacting or participating or saying anything and now he's gone they think he's buried in the rocks and they start kind of trying to dig it up they're like let's hope let's hope scarlet says i don't think that's a good idea i don't think we should be digging through the rocks but they're able to pry out suxi whose arm is super fucked up and she is screaming in pain kind of putting pressure above above it holding it and uh scarlet's like like wait 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 i got the i've i've got the i've got the perfect thing she grabs the philosopher's stone and oh my god this bitch (laughs) kind of scrapes some little shavings off of it onto the arm and says it's gonna hurt presses her hand on top of these shavings and holds it tight she's pressing rock (laughs) dust into her wound (laughs) oh presses it for a couple seconds and pulls her hand up and the arm is healed Oh, oh imagine if it weren't and she was just like what the fuck <laughs> you just put dirt in my wound and they're all convinced now this is real this is the philosopher's stone and uh they kind of 
get up and they're kind of looking, how can they get out now? The room is all caved in. They're looking for an exit. And uh, Scarlet sees this drawing on the wall of these two tri- a right side up triangle and a upside down triangle with a man in each. And she says, uh, oh, this is as above, so below. Uh, what I can't remember what she says. What exists in me exists everywhere. Scripture, some scripture stuff. We got the name of the movie. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We got the name of the movie. They notice a door carved into the into the ceiling of this particular little cave room and she says as above so below like the there must be a door below this door carved into the ceiling and they look and it's solid rock and she says i don't think that it is solid rock she takes a rock and starts smashing it and uh the floor falls out and reveals another well (laughs) going another hundred feet down i mean at this point we're only 100 feet away from hell i think Mm -hmm. if my we're getting a little too close a little too close for comfort they crawl down that one and there's an entrance to another tunnel um and it has some inscription above it in another language and scarlet asks george if he can read it and it says, abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Not what you want to read. Scarlet's like, oh. <laughs> 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 I, said, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and and Benji asks her, what, 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 what do you mean? What, what's going on? And she says, well... That's according to uh, scripture. That's what's engraved over the gates of hell. And there's nowhere else for us to go now. So we have to go. Let's go to hell. Let's do it. Let's just do it. So they shimmy through this little tunnel and they get to the other side and come out. And it's the same room that they were just in. Mm-hmm. And Pepion is like, what the fuck? This is this is exactly the same, exactly the same as where we just were. And Scarlett says it's not exactly the same. Everything's reversed. And she sees that drawing of the two triangles and the colors are flipped. So it's as if it's upside down. And she says, every, yeah, everything is, it's a mirror of what we were just in. And then they turn to look back and the door that they came in has disappeared. And it is just a flat rock surface where they just came through. So this room now has the same little swim tunnel. So it's now that they have to kind of reverse go through what they've just done. So they swim back through this little tunnel and come up on the other side and it's in that's the room with the tomb now the guy except now his corpse is deteriorated as if he has been there for 700 years hmm they come up in this room and le le tout god i forgot his name again that sounds like taupe the Taupe. 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 He is sitting motionless in the corner of this room. Uh-oh. Looking real <laughs> creepy. <laughs> and right, not, not speaking. Is he the same guy who said you gotta get Papillon at the club? No. Okay. That was just a random guy. 
maybe or maybe we haven't met that guy yet. oh my god maybe he's the devil <laughs> is it the devil um no oh okay <laughs> uh and suxi starts kind of approaching him like tiptoeing like the tube the tope whatever your name is <laughs> guy friend <laughs> why'd you pick such a confusing name buddy pal <laughs> um and she's like tiptoeing towards him and they're like Suxi, no do, like stay stay back from him and he as she kind of touches his arm he jumps up and grabs her and she jumps back and is able to not he doesn't he doesn't get her and then as soon as she gets away from him he like freezes again and now he's just standing up standing still and motionless and she again approaches him and is like are you okay what get away (laughs) from this dude not okay and she touches him one more time and he grabs her and smashes her face super super hard a (gasps) bunch of times into the rocks oh all right so so it begins you know fool me once Fool me. fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me that's what's shame on me no, shame on me my head gets bashed it's into actually a rock. fool me can't get fooled again <laughs> fool me fool me once again. shame on shame on me fool, fool me twice fool, fool me can't get fooled again do you guys know this <laughs> george bush from? no that was george bush trying to use this quote and did he actually this actually happened oh my god yes i can't believe you don't remember this it was so no. funny he was try, he was basically remember when he was our stupidest president he was i mean <sighs> he was quite stupid he meant well that's what's too bad about george bush i don't think that he did i think that, i don't know I think that, that, he, that he did i think he was just really stupid and he just like let dumb. everyone else make decisions for him and was just like i think yeah, i guess Dick Cheney right. was his vice president who is like pure evil and donald rumsfeld was like horrible and carl rove all those people were bad people well and george bush was just kind of like you guys are fun you want to hang out (laughs) (laughs) just kind of going Uh, along with the starting starting wars not really stopping any of it yeah you can't can't really be good if you're cool with that Yeah, he's not good don't get me wrong i I don't think he's good but he um he was trying to quote fool me once shame on me or fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me and like realized halfway through saying it that it would end with like shame on me and he like didn't want that to be the case (laughs) and he was trying to still put the blame on who i can't remember what he was talking about but he goes he like you gotta watch this video. He's like, eh, you, fool, you fool me, you can't get fooled again. <laughs> That's great. He um, says, no, no one will, this will just slip smooth, past smooth. everyone. No one will notice this. God, it was funny. Fool me, can't get fooled again. So, Suxi was probably thinking, fool me, can't get fooled again. Fool me, can't get fooled again. She's like, I know how this goes. You fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you can't get fooled again. Fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> She's a huge fan of george bush huge fan of george bush <laughs> this french woman is a huge fan huge fan a former u.s president george w bush yeah did i not mention she's got a huge george bush tattoo she's got george bush with a, with a heart so funny <laughs> right Honestly, i fucking love that if that was just like a side point in a character but they just love george bush has that ever happened in a movie ever i don't know we gotta make it it will it'll happen 
It'll happen in the movie about our quest. Once there, we're done with our yes. once we're done with our quest. Which one of us is gonna follow the George Bush? <laughs> well, we gotta have a, a crew. It can't be just us. We gotta have at least six. Yes, we have to have. We'll have Silent yeah. Jenna too. Okay, Silent Jenna yeah. is getting a Love George Bush tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Um and okay so Suxi her face is really smashed in she dead she's for sure dead yeah okay and Papillon is Ugh. crying leaning over her saying do the do the stone thing again Scarlet do it oh, buddy. do it again and Scarlet says it's not gonna work it can't bring people back from the dead like you can heal but it can't bring people back but he's like just fucking do it and so she does it oh no doesn't, it doesn't work uh -oh. um and so they put a um, a little jacket over her face, her horribly, horribly smashed face. It looks really, really bad. I mean, she's dead. It's that bad. <laughs> is that bad? <laughs> it's that bad. And where is Lupot here? Lupot? Oh, that's the other thing is that they <laughs> Lupot. <laughs> my buddy, my pal. Where's my buddy? <laughs> as as this as he was smashing her face, and they're all running towards her. They kind of they like lose. They're like point the light, point the light at him. Keep keep an eye on him, and he kind of just disappears in the corner of the room. And they shine a light everywhere, and he's no longer in this room he has gone and scarlet says you know, i'm sorry we we i'm so sorry we have to keep moving we have to keep moving a passage seems like we maybe went into the evil tunnel Definitely. i'm gonna take a shot in the dark and say somehow they went in the evil we tunnel. entered the evil tunnel seems that way so another passageway appears like the one that they found on the way down where it just rolls open revealing a new tunnel and they're like well let's let's go and then they get to another well, that first well that they went down. Now they're back again. And Benji's like, we just keep going deeper and deeper. Like, how much fucking deeper can it go? And they start rappelling down this well. And Benji is going last. And we see him at the top of the well. And they're calling up to him. Everyone is already down at the bottom and they're calling up Benji's everything okay he's like yeah it's fine I'm just like getting my camera and we see a woman cross the tunnel like behind him and it looks like one mm. of the 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 singing, singing. women mm. and it's very creepy and he kind of hears something and says hello is anybody there he's kind of does the thing where he picks up his camera and he's turning it and so you just see the camera's pov kind of moving in circles and kind of going back and forth and nothing's there nothing's there and you just fucking know something's coming this is gonna be a jump scare and it is and eventually it's a, wo a woman and a baby kind of lunge at him and he screams and he falls into the well and from the bottom we see him crash into the ground like right next to Scarlet and it is a very long fall from the top of the well and he lands like right on his face and it's just pouring blood and he is oh. also for sure dead Scarlet, so. Scarlet is scream crying she is very very upset she put him in this situation. Mm -hmm. Scarlet, you know, we've, yep. we've made our thoughts about Scarlet's choices clear. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're really feeling pretty mad at Scar Scarlet. Um, and so he, Benji, is dead. And 
uh, they have to just keep moving. They leave him there and find their way to the first little tunnel filled with bones. So they have to crawl back through this bone tunnel. And as they're crawling... Oh, well, Benji would have hated doing that again. That's Mm, true. That's true. So as they're crawling through... George sees kind of he's moving some of the bones and he moves some and it looks like there's almost a glass like a glass bottom boat situation and he can see Danny his little brother under underneath him drowning as if it's water below him screaming like Danny is like screaming hitting to save him and he's um, screaming down like Danny 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 trying to like dig through and break through the glass and uh, Scarlet is saying, George, it's it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Danny's not here. And um, as she says that, it kind of disappears and it goes back to being bones and rock. And they're, he's super freaked out. And they make it through this tunnel and get out to the other side. And they're back in kind of bigger open tunnels. And... We just hear screaming, just screaming all around. Like instead of echoing phone ringing, it's now just echoing screams, which is not fun. Not a good Mm -mm. sign. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And they see a glowing light coming from around one of the corners, like a fire, it seems. It's kind of crackling and they're all slowly tiptoeing towards it and turn uh, the corner and we see a car on fire. With a person inside, and as Papillon approaches, we see that it is the man that gave them directions to Papillon. And he is burning alive and looking at Papillon, and Papillon says, it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my fault, and starts trying to run away, and then by an invisible force is pulled into the car, and the car then implodes and disappears and as it disappears his he gets somehow stuck in the ground his feet are sticking up through the ground and they're trying to save him but it's pretty clear that he is dead and for some reason halfway buried in this rock so do we think that this man died a while ago and he appeared as a ghost to tell them i think so yes okay i think so okay so now it is just scarlet uh george and zed and zed is completely freaking out those are his now both of his friends are dead and he's trying to go back and uh scarlet and george are like zed we can't go back like we have to keep going the only way out only way out is through baby only way out is through um, and so they are continuing down these dark halls and we see a cloaked figure cross the hallway in front of them who is seemingly like smoking like his he it, it, it looks really cool. It's very creepy, but the back of him is like wispy smoke. He's like a cloaked smoky guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cloaky smoky guy. Cloaky smoky cool. guy. And uh, they're tra- they see him and he looks like very scary and bad. I think this m- might be Satan himself. Oh. And they uh, find this little 
a hiding spot and they're kind of hiding in there. And George says to Scarlett, whatever happens, I just need you to know that week in Turkey was the greatest week of my life. And she's in prison. <laughs> I don't know which are, I guess, up until the prison part. And she says, mine too. They hug, they keep walking and sneaking around and turn a little corner and the cloaked uh, figure is now sitting in this little throne facing away from them. So they're behind this cloaked figure. This little Nas giving him a lap dance. I was going to say, and then little Nas <laughs> walks in looking so freaking good and gives him such a sexy little lap dance and it saves everybody and they all just live happily forever in hell. Oh my god, I love this movie. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so obsessed with that little Nas music video. It's so good. Oh, um, but no, unfortunately, little Nas does not come and give Satan a lap dance. But Satan's damn, Satan's just seemingly sitting, chilling, not noticing them. So they're able okay. to sneak right behind him. Does he have like horns? No, I wouldn't have known that he was Satan. But I read, I read in some of the trivia kind of referred to him as satan oh, okay so they sneak by him and they get to this other little tunnel that has stone faces protruding out of the walls looking like people i don't know frozen in these walls and they're hiding here and then the stone guys come alive and burst out of the walls and one of them bites george's neck he's being attacked by a stone monster guy and they are able to like punch the stone guy and it seems to work it seems to okay knock him out <laughs> just fist fighting the stone demon men and they drag george uh to another little hiding spot and uh his neck is pouring blood his blood's coming out of his mouth it looks very bad he's choking on blood and they're putting pressure on this wound and uh as scarlet's like no oh, like you, you he, oh she tries her little philosopher's stone trick again it doesn't work she's like why isn't it working why isn't it working and george says vitriol and she says uh, da, 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 she starts replaying a piece of the riddle again. I don't know what fucking part it is, but she's like, da, 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 da. The, 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 the rectify, the rectify the stone, rectify the stone. This isn't the real stone. This isn't the stone. I have to go back. I have to go put this one back and then get the real stone. Okay. <laughs> and she says to Zed, like, stay here, keep pressure on the wood. And he's like, what the fuck, are, what are you doing? And she's like, I got to go back. I got to go back. And she just starts running back all the way that she just came. A stone man pops I out. I just at do not agree with her choices. <laughs> I know. I know. A stone man pops out at her. She punches it in the face again. It's like a fucking video game. She's like, pew, pew, running down these halls, running across that little water part. And the water part is now filled with blood. And all these hands burst out of it and start grabbing her. She's able to fight them off. She kind of falls into it and gets like completely covered head to toe in blood again, like the descent. And she comes out on the other side and there's a man hanging in a noose. And she goes up and pulls. The, oh, he has like a little little bag on his head. And she's like, 
approaches it, pulls the bag off. It's her. It jumps out at her. She keeps running uh, to the next room <laughs> and now swims through that underground tunnel part, underwater tunnel part, and gets back to the room with the treasure and the the mural and puts the stone back into the spot that it was and she's like now the right the real stone should reveal itself and but why did it work before i think maybe because they were in that room who knows who fucking knows okay but maybe it had one to trick one one little power to trick you to make you ah yes (laughs) there it is that's probably what it was as she's asking the new stone to reveal itself she realizes there's a mirror right in front of her. She dusts it off and looks at herself in the mirror. Aha. She's the stone now. Freaking Harry Potter. I know. It's like just Harry Potter. <laughs> this is Harry Potter meets Suicide Squad meets The Descent. Fascinating. Uh, oh, she says, as above, so below, as I believe the world to be, so it is. And then she is able to run quickly back through because now she can like make things disappear she as she believes things are so they are so she's now got a little bit of control of this world all the little hands in the blood pool disappear (laughs) and she quickly runs and makes it back to george and zed and puts her hands on george's neck and kisses him and he is healed a little sleeping beauty little magic trick she's the stone zed says how did you do that and she says, no time to explain. Come on, come on. We got to keep moving. Oh, and as she, uh, right before she gets back to them, she again sees the man hanging and this time recognizes her, recognizes, recognizes him as her dad. And she says, dad, I'm so sorry. I didn't answer the call that night. I'm so sorry. I didn't answer your call. I didn't know you were in so much pain. And she hugs him and he disappears. Oh, wow. Okay. Trauma healing for her. That's mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so she gets back to Zed and George heals George. They keep running down the rest of this hallway. They're being chased by more little stony guys now. And they make it to one more well. They throw a little rock down it. We see that it's the the deepest well yet. And they don't have Uh-oh. any climbing gear now. They've, they've lost it all after... Um, Benji died and she says we we got to jump we got to jump and Zed is like are you kidding me like we'll die we'll all die it's so deep and she says we have to rectify ourselves and uh, that will like she says like oh she goes to, to George like George why is Danny haunting you and he says because I told him that I would be back for him I told when he was stuck I said I was going to get help so he died waiting for me and she turns to Zed and is like, Zed, like, what What have you done? And he says, I have a child that I've never seen and I know that it's mine and I deny it and I've never acknowledged it before. And she's like, okay, like, we all just need to rectify ourselves and uh, take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. And we've got to jump into this well. And so they all hold hands. Oh, my God. And they jump into this well and it looks... Like the fall just keeps going and going and going and they scream, but then they hit the bottom and none of them die. They've all survived this jump, but now they are in a room with no entrances. It's just a big round rock room 
Um, and Zed starts screaming and freaking out like, fuck, 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 we're going to die in here. But then at the bottom of the room, there is like a manhole cover. And so they're like, okay, can you pry your fingers in there? Pull that out. Um, and they can't, they're like, ah, fuck, like it won't budge. It won't budge. And as they're trying to pull it up, they, they like slip and fall down on it and push it down. And they see like a little bit of light come through and they're like, what did you just do? She's like, I pushed it. And so they go one, two, three, push, and they're able to push it down and slide it below. And they, and it looks like nothing like emptiness down there. Like there's nothing there. And they stick the camera out and turn it around. And we see that it is Paris upside down and that they are coming out of a manhole onto onto the streets of Paris, like reversed gravity. And so they cl they climb out onto the streets and the camera flips around the other way and the world like turns right side up again and they all get out and they have a little group hug and then zed just like looks oh, at them what? looks at them and gives them a nod and walks what? off that's it <laughs> and then <laughs> just it, a nod and it cut yeah he literally doesn't say anything and then it cuts to a the opening interview clip with scarlet and benji asking her so you just want the truth right and she says yes I just want the truth. And that's the end of the movie. What, what the fuck? <laughs> wait. Okay. So, All right. Wait. Fascinating. I really thought that once Suxi and Papillon and Zed, once they, once those two died, who, how many people died? Benji. Two, only two people died. Three. Three people died. I thought they would all die. Or, like, just Scarlet would survive or something. It's interesting that they had, like, half of them die for no reason. <laughs> right. And, like, what was up with the evil tunnel? What was up with the guy? I guess they were Satan. in hell. Yeah. They just, I mean, they I, just stumbled on hell. Yeah, I think they were in hell. It's, it's, I mentioned Dante's Inferno because I think a lot of it is there's, Oh, right. There's nine circles of hell, limbo, lust, gluttony, greed, anger, heresy, violence, fraud, and treachery. And I guess there are nine things that they go through. So I think it's some, it's like that. Like So the first one being limbo, something I read in the, in the trivia was that our, our buddy, their buddy. <laughs> buddy guy. Buddy guy, Latope, Latope, <laughs> was mm -hmm. in limbo, that he was dead and was not um, able to leave. Mm this place to go to heaven or hell so he is just stuck here eternally um and that's kind of all i got and i kind of didn't really care to really figure out all the levels of it yeah huh so you see what i mean like it's not it's not a great movie but there's some fun stuff in it there's some cool things in it yeah yeah it doesn't it wasn't too it wasn't too scary at all either no, there's like a a good a good number of jump scares, but no, other than that, not really. I think the Satan design that guy is pretty spooky. Mm. Mm. Smoky cloaky. Smoky cloaky. He's pretty spooky. The poster was really cool. The poster is very cool. It's a really good poster. Yeah, the poster is really, really good. 
Wow, Sammy, thank you so much. I truly don't even know what to say about this movie. Like, it's a kind of thing. That's what I mean. I felt like, okay, well, I'll never think about that again. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Um, we made it through winter. We made it through March Madness. <laughs> and the catacombs. And the catacombs. We need to do some more listener requests. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. That, we got a big long list. Got a big long mm-hmm. list. We'll, we'll keep. Don't get your hopes up. It might take a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> but we will slowly but surely make our way through all of these things. Yes. And I think we must do a French accent to say goodbye. We must oh. do a French accent. Uh, I'm very good at it. And for some reason, so, kind of, an, well, now I'm fucking it up, but I feel like it's kind of an easy one for some reason. It, yeah, if you just think of Beauty and Papillon. the Beast. Papillon. <laughs> Souci. If anyone listening is, is French, <laughs> I am uh, so sorry. <laughs> uh, je suis désolée. But this is what we do. We like to do the accents. And this has already been going on for such a long time. So sorry. And we will say au revoir from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Oh, that's really good, Sammy. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you have time, you could rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps other listeners find us, and we really appreciate it. Uh, You could also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We have a couple different tiers and members of Tony fucking Colette's inner circle get two bonus episodes a month really really exciting stuff so be sure to check that out and we will be back next week with a regular episode we will talk to you then love you so much bye